This episode of the Open Ended Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can also donate now for one time only at openended.fm slash donate. And you can also continue to help us sponsor our podcast by donating at patreon.com slash openended. And you can start at $1 per month. We really appreciate it. And that is at patreon.com slash openended. This is an open-ended podcast. I'm Sarah Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. Botany, gardening, nursery consultant. Graphics design position available for a newspaper. Artists wanted it for summer outdoor festivals in Chicagoland. Quote unquote established startup. UI designer and graphic artist. In home design sales. Great leads national company. Artist design footwear brand looking for new artists. Customer service rep with graphic design background needed for retail. Experienced graphic designer wanted. Paper source graphic and crafting designer. Professional photographer. Wanted. Professional cameraman slash woman wanted for two weeks in August. Hospitality group is looking for creative graphic designer. Direct hire senior designer 3D Studio Max. Western suburbs. Photo booth company seeking attendance. Will train. Graphic designer for local t-shirt store needed. Twelve to fourteen dollars per hour. Love yours. Love yours. No such thing. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. James, what was our band called last summer? Which one? We had one that was like about. Oh Dunk, no! It's, it's dunking the, on people or whatever. What was it called? Was a band. <laughs> well, we made well, a band we, name. Well, we <laughs> said we were gonna make one. I forgot. Like dunking on fools or something dumb <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think that we were was on my it. porch eating pizza, and my neighbor was playing horrible drums. Oh yeah! I think it was like dunking on fools. <laughs> yeah, it was something dumb. <laughs> that needs to be a thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're live now. Okay, yeah. How are you, James? Well, first of all, you have to speak up a little bit. Okay, sorry. How are you, James? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing good, just trying to avoid all the water that is seeping in at this very moment. Yeah, it was pretty scary out there. There was this man at my job who was a, a, a self-proclaimed weather buff, and he was talking about how 
there was a tornado going to land on our heads and going to kill us. So I was scared and then had to go out into the weather. And it took me about an hour and a half to get to where we are now. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, I left work at five. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a trial. But um, I'm here. I'm alive. And yeah. uh, doing me. So yeah. how are you? Well, I'm doing a lot better. Good. I'm kind of freaking out because I'm now freelancing officially. Ah, now. Freelancing so, full time. Yeah, so now I'm semi-freaking out, trying to figure out what the fuck to do, honestly. Yeah, um, good luck. I, <laughs> <laughs> my experience with that is very, very limited, as in I've only done a few freelanced things. I've mostly only worked full-time jobs and full like I've I've had temp assignments and stuff but mm-hmm. like most of my employee experience has only been um like actual 40 hour a week full-time positions yeah. so anyone who does freelance um I am an advocate for you guys for sure but uh yeah that 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 terrifies me I've never <laughs> not had a job where like I had a set schedule and had to go to a, a place to work right so, I don't know, like, I don't even know what that looks like. So, like, yeah. lay it on me. How, how does that work? Well, you know, honestly, I'm just kind of pulling it through my teeth right now. <laughs> I was just, like, a lot of, at the moment, like, I'm literally just doing a lot of finding clients for design work. Um, finding more ways to make money off writing. Um, and being a lot more serious about selling artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, actually starting to print some pieces. Oh, um, really? Apply to some um, art festivals around. Yeah. So we'll see. And it's kind of the main reason why um, I invited our special guest we have for today. Our first ever guest on Open Ended. Yeah. Which is like really blowing so my mind awesome. right now. I think we're kind of like official. I think I so. You could say. Um, so I Looking wa- fine. Episode nine, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry uh, for that. <laughs> So we actually have right next to us in the very awesome confined areas of what is this place called? Some office. Some office. <laughs> oh my god. Daniel's You could have just said I'm in some office and nobody would know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have Daniel's Eric. Hi. Here. Good to meet you. What do you mean, meet me? <laughs> it's such a close, confined space. I know, I know. And it's, it's literally Fancy just meeting like you right, here. right here. So thank like you. Like I found you in this closet room. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you just walk, essentially, you walk past and you say, oh, you oh, guys recording a podcast? Mind if I get in on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yo. Yeah, so for the folks who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh. Um, well, the purposes of... For this podcast, I uh, <laughs> I do nice. like software design day to day, like um, apps and web apps and mobile apps and stuff like that. Um, so I help design and code those for clients. And um, sometimes I make my own apps and software um, for fun or to try to sell and make an income off of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been doing things uh, solo? Uh, two and a half years. So I lived in San Francisco and worked um, full time for a startup out there for two mm-hmm. years right after school. And then uh, I quit because I wasn't really building things enough, making things. And I was kind of learning how to deal with uh, company politics and all that sort of stuff. And, eh. Oh, I know all about that. Yeah. And, like I'm, I'm, I'm gaining that skill, not the skill of like how to make things. Um, 
so I quit and then I went freelance January 2013. Oh, and wow. it's now June 2015. How are you feeling about it all like at this very moment? <laughs> um, it's up and down. I mean like you you asked me last week to join and I was like, I don't know if this is a good week to ask me to talk <laughs> about work. Well, it could probably um, be a good thing. Yeah, because. for sure. I mean like we like I like knowing about, you know, not just the good stuff about certain situations, but like the pitfalls mm-hmm. too is something that's even more intriguing just because you know, it's always romanticized, I think, freelance work mm-hmm. in a way that, like, yeah, you can sit home and, like, in your PJs and, like, order pizza and, like, just hang out, you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever you want. And then you can do some work, too. And it's like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially for me, because I've never really done freelance work or have any kind of perspective, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued about what is the bad stuff. Yeah, and, like, two when I left... Um, Twilio, which is where I worked in San Francisco, um, I had never done freelance either. And, um, you know, I like had a, I went to school for design and I knew I could design and I had like experience coding, but I hadn't really done it professionally yet for a client or for a company. Like I kind of did, I was a product manager and so I dabbled in that stuff, but I didn't really do it. And really I went, I, somebody introduced me to a client. They're like, Hey, probably like what you're dealing with now, James, like, hey, I'm freelancing, and a friend was like, hey, this company asked me if I knew somebody. Do you want to talk to them? You go talk to them, and you're like, uh, yeah, I, I, I design apps and stuff. Fucking hire me. And then like, <laughs> they're like, well, well, can we see anything? And I'm like, kind of had to bullshit like, oh, well, here's stuff I've built and done, but it's mm-hmm. all stuff for me, not really for cl-. And I like, had to like talk more. Sure. Now I'm able to show stuff off. Like, Yeah, I'm all about that uh, policy about faking it until you make it. Yeah. yeah, and like it was sort of faking it, but it was more like, I just didn't have anything to show for it. And now, like, only three months ago, I actually have, like, a, quote, portfolio that I show people occasionally. Um, Up until then, it's always been, like, word of mouth or friends or, you know, the clients. I did longer-term clients. Now I'm doing, you know, and they were lower money. And so now they're getting to be higher money or higher dollar value and all that stuff. So they're asking for more stuff to be shown up front to, like, prove that I can do it. yeah, but I mean, I was the same way with you. Like, I didn't know how to do it, and it was kind of like, all right, get a client, and you convince them to hire you, and then you kind of go with each client and figure out how to go. Like, you make a mistake here, or like, all right, well, I, I didn't get paid for four months. Maybe I should start billing weekly, and now I bill weekly because I like having, like, sort of the regularity of a paycheck weekly if yeah. I'm on a project versus, like, last summer I was broke a lot because it'd be, like, a project rate, and if I didn't work fast enough, I didn't get paid you know, it was like this whole right, and then you then you get like you know a wave of cash, but that has to like you know last yeah. you for you know months and well, and that's what like last week my like my bank account went up a hundred x because it was like you know a downward slope for two or three months, and then I get paid one time, and now that's what I have for the next two or three months, and because I'm in between projects, and so that that can be good and bad. Sure, um, you just have to expect like this is the only way you're gonna have income for now, like. Mm-hmm kind of temper it a little bit and then also make sure you have a little bit of work coming so you don't really cut it too close to the wire but yeah yeah it's a staggering projects for sure stagger projects and then also raise your rate like i've this year has been a lot better than previous years because my rate's gone up a lot um and so that's helped me like be able to you know make more and shorter time frames which helps me take more time to work on my own stuff yeah did you end up like I guess thinking back, do you have any particular techniques in looking for work or is it mostly just word of mouth type things? It's um, 
entirely word of mouth or referral or people who know me through Twitter or, you know, somehow somebody knew me and or knew somebody that knew me. And that's how I got work. Um, <laughs> do 100%. You have, do you actually have like a really good story? It's <laughs> like thinking about maybe what was like your first Twitter based like well, one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of. Um, well, I mean, so like. Okay, like my first client, which was basically the only one I had the first year I was or the first calendar year I was freelancing, was a friend of a friend. Somebody asked a friend, and then they introduced them to me, and they just came back around two years later and asked me to redesign everything. I don't think it's going to work out, but they asked me to go through and do all of it, um, which is funny because my rate is double now what it was two years ago, and so that's part of why they don't want to uh, do it, right. um, and. Um, then the next year, my client, my main client for the year was um, a friend from high school, his company that oh, he's the oh founder of. Uh, he's like, oh, Daniel, you're doing design now, right? Like, do you want to come work for us, like do some work? And I was like, yeah, sure. Is that the recent um, one that you just launched or no? No, that's the um, – that is the company where they use satellite imagery to measure uh, forests. Like, oh, yeah. That I was doing all last year. awesome. It's, yeah, for like if uh, you – really cool. <laughs> If you own a forest and you need to know how much product you have in that forest for lumber and other stuff, sure. like, and it's a 10 or 20 year investment, you have to like send people <laughs> on the ground to measure a couple trees and they use statistical information and satellite imagery to extrapolate that ground data mm-hmm. with, um, you know, how, what the density is of all the forests and what type of trees and all that stuff. Um, it's really cool, but you know, they were a bunch of, um, engineers who didn't really invest in the design side of things and it worked. And it was very impressive technically, and their clients liked it, but it was also difficult to use. Sure. Um, and that ended up being a great project because design was very obvious for them. Like, all right, we have people paying for this thing. Imagine how much more pleased or how impressed they'll be with it if they can see it and it actually is easy to use and looks far and ahead better than customers or other uh, competitors and all that. Um, and then the first client other than that one uh, that I had this year was – um, we had mutual friends, but we only knew each other th- through Twitter. We only met two months ago when I went to New York. We met in person after the project was dead, done and wow. launched. And that was one shot, um, that app. So we just had mutual friends and we followed each other on Twitter and he sent me a DM and I had, a week later I was starting on that project. And then the one I did after that, it was his girlfriend was the CEO of a startup and <laughs> oh, she saw yeah. us working on one shot and was like, oh, we need somebody to help us with, you know, UX for an app. Um, I really like what you guys did with OneShot. Can you put me in touch with him and with me? And then we started talking. We worked. Um, and then it was another guy came along um, that I knew from San Francisco just from living out there a couple of years ago who worked for Stripe. And he, um, his co-founder worked for Apple a couple of years, like made iOS Safari um, back wow. in like 2006. Never heard of it. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, we're making this thing, but everybody is busy. Like, do you have any time to work on? So it was like perfect timing where we knew each other and he had seen that I was been freelancing because he still, we followed each other on Twitter still, but we hadn't seen each other in two years. And that he came back around and was like, well, everybody I know out here in San Francisco is busy. Like, are you free? And it just by luck of timing, like, yeah, I'm free in like two weeks, three weeks. I'm done with the project. I can make time. And so I worked for, did just finished that up last week and got paid for that. Nice. And then, yeah. 
So it it literally sounds like you always have work just like flowing in from different. It's not like the ways it it seems. Yeah, at least. it's like enough. Like mm-hmm. I'm lucky in that. Like I have enough. I, I if I really really like hustled or I've never had to tweet I need work or anything, which is good. Like I've always had that in my back pocket. Like if I ever got rough, like hey, I'm looking for work, and I would I know I would get some because everybody knows somebody who needs a designer. Sure. Um, and I like. I've talked about this before. I wrote a blog post once about like, and you've done a good job of this so far in the last couple of days or last week. Yeah, um, is like saying I'm open for business, like in quotes. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, James T. Green Studio is open for freelance work. Hire mm-hmm. me to do this sort of work. And um, as soon as people know, like the first two years, I never really had to do that because I had enough work. And I would allude to on Twitter or to friends like I'm freelancing, but nobody really knew. Um, and then this year I started actually talking about it more and blogged about designing one shot and then, you know, trying to be more explicit about what I do for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that's where like the San Francisco guy came from. He was like, oh, well, I forgot. Like I followed Daniel. I didn't really re- realize what he did. Oh, this is what we need. Um, right. And it kind of clicked for him. And then I'm sure other people would be the same way. Um, actually, I just got a DM last week from uh, this guy that runs a fake Twitter account. Like it's a Twitter account that mocks this other, this really popular thought leader type dude, um, and it mocks him. And he sent me a DM. I, the guy DM'd me, and we followed each other for a while. And he, I didn't even know who the guy behind the account was, but he DM'd me, and we set up a Skype call. And he's like, "Oh, hey, this is me. I run this like fraud detection company, but we need somebody to design an app." And I was like, "All right, cool. Well, how about that?" Oh man! Yeah. So the opportunity I mean, strikes you know when you least expect it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's that, and then also just like the more you work, you get the more that comes to you because people you have more to talk about and show, and people realize what you're doing. And then like it was very slow the first two years. Now it's a lot. It's coming more, and like or I get more and more work coming my way. And then like as while doing that, I was also raised my rate because I got more and better work, and so it's like more consistent shorter projects higher rate like mm-hmm. but it all like kind of you had to build have to build up a foundation for a bit so did you ever come across any points where you had to deny work or is there like any kind of red flags that would make you say oh i can't take this on yeah i mean i've definitely said no like when projects i don't know i usually have a pretty good read on people uh i feel so like i've um I got an intro of an old client introduced me to a family member, you know, brother-in-law or cousin or something like that who like wanted to do something on the side. Um, you know, like he had a pretty good paying job as like a VP of something, some company he had like written code before and he wanted to get back into it and build like a side project. And that seemed uninteresting to me and also like a potentially bad client. And he also asked me to sign an NDA before he told me about his project. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, I'm not like, That's... it's generally a bad sign. Like, this could be a bad working relationship. Mm. Not to mention, like, um, he didn't have a lot of free time. But, like, if it's somebody's, like, baby and it's their personal money, it's a lot different than your business's money. Um, right. And so that seemed like a bad sign um, for something I just didn't want to involve myself in, especially knowing that, like, you know, I charge a decent amount and like it could end up being a lot. Um, also, if somebody talks you down on price, like generally that means like it's never going to be good enough. Um, yeah. Like I just kind of I parted ways with this old client just now because um, they wanted me to do a new project and my rate 
has since become too much for them. Um, even though the overall project might be the same as what they would spend on somebody else doing a lower rate but longer out, more hours, like I might be able to work faster. They just didn't like the hourly rate. Um, so I was like, well, I can't really come down too much. I mean, I could, but like then I'm coming. But no matter what, they're always going to be like like thinking about how much it costs. Sure, um, sure. Which could end up being a big problem. And it like might, you know, in a, in a two to four month project, it could end up being very difficult um, to to work on that. So a lot of times you're like following your gut. Feeling yeah. Yeah. And like uh, this person might be a problem. Yeah. And like the same way that they're evaluating me I'm based on what I've done, I'm evaluating them based on what they've done. Like, are they good at what they do? Um, do they have other stuff going? Like if they have too much free time, it's a recipe for a potentially bad client. Um, cause they're going to be waiting around for you to do work all the time. Mm-hmm. And if they can't, um, if they have nothing else to do, uh, that means they're likely just going to be bugging you all the time. Yeah. And just critiquing every last thing and nitpicking and just being micromanaging that. And then also like means they're going to be putting too many eggs in the, your basket versus like, like design can be a very useful tool, but it's not going to go, you know, I'm not going to come in and overhaul like make or break your business or, you know, like I can harm it, but I'm not going to like likely not going to break it. I'm not going to make it either. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, I can help it a lot, but if the material's not there to begin with, you know, you can't make, you know. Yeah. If you don't have a solid business plan backing this, or if you don't have, um, you know, good functionality of your software, like know who your customer is. Like I can help you with some of that, but like, I'm still no matter what, like when it's a paid client project, I'm never, no freelancer, no contractor is ever going to be able to care as much as you will. And I can't come in and care more than you. Sure. Um, especially when you're only paying me to do 20 to 30 hours a week. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to still go to bed thinking about your thing because that's what I'm working on right now. But after you're done paying me that last invoice, I'm probably going to move on. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So the last question I have um, <laughs> is you always seem to have like a really good balance in talking about your work either in writing or just casual social media posts and not feeling like you're that swarmy person on social media. That's like, that's like, no, 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 no. You know, like I don't unfollow you or block you because I don't mind your tweets. But, but you know, that type of person where the only thing they talk about online or even in person is their work. And they're just hashtag biz dev. Like, yeah. And they're just (laughs) disruptions. Did you see that last week? They're just so, what? Some uh, T-Mobile had like a hashtag bizruptions thing. Yeah, it sounds like a diarrhea or something. Oh, yeah. Boo. Yeah. yeah. So, do you ever do you consciously think about that when you're about to like either say something publicly, or is it just one of those things where it's like it's again like a gut feeling? It's hard. Um, like last week, I was just complaining on Twitter for better or for worse about how much I'm sick of freelancing which happens every few months i get worn out on it um which was funny because two months ago i was talking about how great freelancing was Mm -hmm. um at least for you know this period of my like career um but i mean i rewrote that i was like i'm gonna say this and i'm like no delete that and i'm like is this contributing anything but i was like emotionally drained and i wanted to say something and um it's funny like tweeting or talking about it like publicly helps me kind of process it but i rarely rarely get anything back from other people of anything of any worth i mean when i tweeted that um that's what 
that tweet uh, is what made me get that DM from that one guy that was like, hey, we have a project for you, which, mm-hmm. you know, it might end up being like, if I do one project with them, it's a couple thousand dollars. If I do a couple, you know, I could be a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, so it ended up being like a good reminder to him that maybe I want some work, but like I also was sitting there complaining about freelance work, so it's kind of ironic. Right. But I mean, it's hard. I, I don't know. I Usually I talk, I feel like I talk too much about that sort of stuff or I open up too much in a way that people don't really care about, but then sometimes people really appreciate it. I don't know. Like, I usually just need to get something off my chest and sing it to a friend here in the office isn't always enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And that's like, I always like when other people who are in similar situations like me are open about what they're dealing with or going through or thinking about, uh, cause it helps me think about it a little bit too. Like, um, but yeah, it's just, it can be hard because some people just don't want, I don't know, like they, I think I misrepresent or people read too much into something I'm saying, or maybe I'm just dealing with something real quick. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a, it can be yeah, a weird a, thing. It's a fine line, but mm-hmm. I think you do it well enough where like, it's not putting a damper on what you're doing, mm-hmm. but also you're just, you know, projecting something mm-hmm. and that's healthy. You shouldn't always, you know, venting is healthy yeah, and, I'm a, yeah. and I'm a huge, huge supporter of venting in general. So mm-hmm. Thanks again for, uh, you know, talking with us and venting here yeah. on, uh, on our podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, we really like to talk about feelings. We have feels. We here. have all the feels here. Well, I got more. To, I mean, there's plenty more to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I can tell you. I mean, the whole last week was a whole. I mean, if you want. I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of things like last week and part of what's like worn me out is like so Monday um, I was sitting around like today I was supposed to start a new project. Um, and on Monday last week, I found out that he didn't need me to work on it anymore. And for a totally legitimate reason, um, like I'm totally on board with, he found somebody who could work and join his thing full time, um, which is great. Like that's what he needed. And I told him I couldn't do that. Um, but it was like the equivalent of losing like eight to 15 grand. It was like, you know, like that is like how much the project would have ended up being. I so like I can't even comprehend <laughs> that, but that makes I mean, my yeah. Yeah, depend- so that there's like a variable amount of time, but like the minimum was like about eight, and then the max was about fifteen, and then it was like, all right, that that's like losing that sort of. I have other projects I can go find work; and it's not a big deal, and like I people owed me a big invoice at the time, but then I spent Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday chasing that big invoice from the project I had just finished. Um, well, you know, like my. So one project disappears that I would have gotten to bill like a starting fee for or whatever, like the first part just to get going. And then that turned into um, that turned into losing the other or losing that project. And then um, that turned into chasing down an invoice for three days. And then this whole kind of like exhausting, like, why am I freelancing? (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, because when the money gets involved Mm -hmm. in such a such a sore subject for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially in business too, just because like, you know, you feel like if you're not paying your customer, you're paying your employee, you know, mm-hmm. you're slacking off. So it just kind of brings that to light a little bit. Well, and I've like been going down the route of how do I hire somebody to help me out on these projects? Cause I've got too much work. Right. And then I lose one of the big ones. Well, I need these ones I was going to hand off. But if I had other people working with me, then this would have been a major problem. Um, Cause they're so, not getting paid. Well, yeah. <laughs> so cause like, like, it's one thing if I don't get paid for a week, but like, I can't do that to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internet, speaking of? 
Yeah, um, Twitter at Daniel D A N I E L Zarek Z A R I C K, and then my studio three C seven the uh, number letter and number three C seven dot co. Well, one of these days I'll get it. a new one. Yeah, I link it. Um, yeah, those are those are the links to everything. Awesome. All right. Well. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that was dope. So thank you. I learned a lot and. Um, Again, I have I have been freelancing, and knowing that I have nothing to show for it, I probably won't be freelancing anytime soon. But um, it's it's just really encouraging to see you know people our age doing doing the damn thing, you know, and just making it work. So thanks a lot. Open call. Open call. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> You guys are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's stupid awesome. Yeah, so since you're the guest here, we'll let you start off first uh, in telling us what it is you're digging this week. Yeah, so um, my friend Greg, our friend who works here in the office, uh, he's one of the designers behind Threes, the iPhone game. And I, I guess it's on Android and Windows Mobile and all sorts of shit now. But mm-hmm. uh, the mobile game, and they came out with the Freeze ver- or the free <laughs> Freeze. The <laughs> Three's free version because you used to, you have to pay two bucks for it, but there's yeah, and I refuse to because really I'm, well I'm cheap yeah but I mean, like, <laughs> well like I mean, I'm like weirdly cheap about certain things like mm-hmm. I'll spend like a bunch of money on dots yeah for yeah, yeah. Extra stuff because I want to win two dots but you'll download it for free and then you'll pay once you get sucked in exactly yeah, yeah. that's happened like, so that's what they win. basically did they have the free version and once you get sucked in and you want to get rid of the ads you can go yeah. buy the game and oh, that's man. just gonna happen I mean, with me and I'll and, and I'll and I'll download it tonight it's the normal game you I like, back I have no backbone yeah. when it comes to like <laughs> games like that. So. Just got some free usability testing right now. Yeah. <laughs> some awesome. free user research right there. Hell yeah. I'm excited. But yeah, so go check that out if you haven't. It's awesome. It's one of, I don't know, it's one of the best games ever, mm-hmm. um, at least for mobile phones. But then um, I got my Apple Watch with, like, what, I was, I don't know, when did I get it, James? You were there right. the day, like, we was sent it the day after? Of, was it two weeks ago? It might have been a week ago. I don't know when I got it. It was a week <laughs> or two ago. But because James and I sent, like, a hundred little drawing wrist heartbeat things to each other yeah and um yeah no i've been digging that a lot like i wasn't sure if i was gonna dig it i thought i might just try it out and then hold on to it in case i needed to design something for a client for it and then which is half the reason i got it and then i'm like well no this is pretty rad keeping this for myself I keep responding to text messages via Siri on my wrist. Like walking the dog with one hand, my left hand, I'm like talking into my watch. One hand on that dog, other hand on that Siri. So you're basically <laughs> playing Star Trek, you know? Yeah, basically. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm the only person who doesn't have a watch at all, let alone I have a watch in this room. So. Yeah. When I had oh, well. one in a watch, too, so it's like a good double whammy. Yeah, because mm. I. I used to have a bunch of watches, but like all my batteries kind of died at the same time, so I haven't been wearing them. So yeah, I, and like and like they're like you know proper watches with like mm-hmm. really expensive you know have to go like a jeweler essentially to get a battery. Oh so yeah, I'm like, yeah. Ugh, no, that's... you can't just pop the back open. Or exactly. Yeah. So yeah, what about you, James? What are you feeling oh, this you're, week? You're, you're going next. Oh, buddy. I'm going next. Oh, okay. Going next, um, all right. Well, I'm feeling this week. Actually, just started today. Um, there's this really wonderful musician. His goes by the name of Leon Bridges. Um, he's 25, and he's from um, Fort Knox, Texas. Oh, I've heard. And he sounds like Sam Cooke has been reincarnated and put onto a new album. He's fantastic. Ooh. 
album drops next Tuesday, but you can listen to it right now on NPR's First Listen. And the debut album's called Coming Home, and if you like Sam Cooke, or if you like music in general, like, honestly, he's so versatile in a way that, like, makes my heart just happy. So, um, yeah, listen to him. Leon Bridges. He's going to be in Chicago in October, playing the Vic, and I'm going to catch him in New York at the Apollo, also in October, so... Yeah, Leon Bridges, good stuff. Right on, right on. Um, what I am digging this week is um, actually from a good friend of mine um, who has really been ramping up his uh, three-dimensional art. Um, it's uh, Chad Corey's work. Um, so he has been making these really awesome necklaces out of uh, salvaged children's toys and fired ceramics um, in collaboration with another artist who... Fortunately, I can't remember uh, their name at the moment. Um, but I have been rocking one of um, the original ones for like the last year. Yeah, I think and since like Oct- August or September yeah, of last yeah, year. Yeah, since, since August. And it's literally lying down in front of me in um, the studio awesome. right now. Um, so I hung out with him over the weekend um, because we were going to strap on some new leather onto the necklace and kind of like polish it up a bit. And then we ended up making another. Um, so I just want like everyone to just check out his work, Chad Corey's. Um, he makes these really awesome necklaces. If you like what you heard on this last episode of the open ended podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it until next time. Keep things open ended. Oh. Yeah, our music is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you listen to the intro music. Um, yeah, every time it. you record. <laughs> Not every time. This no, is an yeah, we exception. Do. We really we, do. we actually do, though, because we're like, yeah. We fill ourselves. It kind of gets you flowed in the moment. We're huge fans of our podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I'm okay. the biggest fan of my Are podcast. Are you leaving this part in? Because I hope. <laughs> Ooh, that bass is tight. <laughs>